in the studio with George Elliott. George Elliott owns several things, but his near uh, to his heart, passion, desire is ministry. So from the ministry standpoint, welcome George Elliott. Yay. <laughs> so you and I were talking about evangelism. Yes, sir. So what do you want to say in a nutshell about evangelism? How do you do it? Well, I think most people look at evangelism wrong because they're looking at it through things like the Romans road or John three sixteen. Um, or really it, it, there, there's five keys to it. You have to understand who you are. You have to understand the people that you're witnessing to. You have to understand God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, and how each one of their parts play into the evangelism. So give me an example. How would that look if you were trying to win me to the Lord? What, what do you want me to understand? Well, the, the first thing I have to understand is I, that I'm no different than you, that I'm a sinner saved by grace. So most people, when they witness, they, they say, hey, come up here where I am so you can see God. Not I, relatable, right? Not, not relatable. I ask them to come down, come down here where I am, and then look through themselves to see God. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it's just a, a much easier. It starts you on a more level playing field with them when you're mm-hmm. starting a conversation. Mm-hmm. So you and I, are, you, you meet us for the first time, and your whole purpose maybe is to make sure I have a relationship with the Lord. Walk me through something that you might personally do, because everybody's personality is a little bit different, and it's not a cookie cutter method, but something that's worked for you. Just, but that's what you have to understand. You have to deal with everybody personally, right? One of the things that I learned uh, that I, I got from Hebrews chapter 10, I believe it's verse 24, um, that we really have to take time to get to know people because everybody's different, right? Mm-hmm. So what what Mike Myers responds to is the same thing George Eliot's going to respond to, that the same thing as somebody else is going to respond to. Right. So you need to take time and find out what, what makes that person tick. And everybody has a different passion. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you can use humor, if you can make them laugh to listen to you and if you can tie things just like Jesus did to relatable stories. Right. Mm -hmm. We're not threshing wheat now. So people don't understand that. But there's plenty of other things that are going on that that people do understand. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, um, uh, for example, one of the things I see when I see everybody is is I look at them like like they have a colander or a sieve in them. Mm -hmm. That started at the fall. Uh, God left a uh, basically a God-sized hole inside a man when when Adam and Eve sinned, mm-hmm. right? So that hole is like a colander or a sieve, and what we do is we stuff the sex, drugs, and rock and roll in there, and we get temporary satisfaction, but it always bleeds out, mm-hmm. right? When mm-hmm. you when you recognize what people are stuffing in there, you can have the conversation and you can help them understand that 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 temporary satisfaction is never going to get them anywhere. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you get saved is God starts to fill the, the holes in the colander, mm-hmm. right? He fills them different for everybody. So he may take somebody and fill them up halfway. Mm-hmm. He may take somebody and only fill a couple, mm-hmm. right? So he, he leaves certain things for us to struggle with in our Christian life because that's what makes us strong. And that's what you believe. So he leaves stuff in your path so that you can cry out more to him? Is that what you're thinking? Well, it, it's not so much crying out more, right? It's... it's um, uh, like John, I think it's John fourteen twenty seven, right? Uh, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives peace, right? Be neither troubled or dismayed. That's that's probably a little bit of a um, a paraphrase, but he draws a distinct difference between the peace of the world and the peace that God offers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the peace of the world is if you and I are sitting, and it's on the screen behind you. Okay. Peace I leave unto you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world giveth, I give unto you, but let 
not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I had to cheat. I had to that, look that's it up. That's okay. The cheating, cheating is okay. But you got it right. You got me in there. Right. That's good. Right. He draws a distinct difference, though, between peace of the world and, and the peace that he offers, right? Mm-hmm. The peace of the world is based in happiness, which is all on circumstance that I am happy because, right? And right. it's easily destroyed by outside circumstances. God offers contentment, which is a totally different peace, mm-hmm. right? So what happens is you can't get physically stronger unless you put pressure against the muscle. Mm. You don't get physically stronger unless God puts pressure against your spirit. Mm. So the holes that he leaves in the colander are designed to make you stronger, but sometimes we let it spit us out the backside because we don't understand what God's doing. Well, the Bible talks about without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? Right. And a simple definition, my definition, basically is what you come to believe. And faith cometh by hearing. So the more you learn about the world, the more you can operate in the world system. The more you learn about God and his kingdom, the more you can operate in that kingdom. And you don't have as many pressures because you're getting it right. Because you can be led by the Holy Spirit instead of making those same earthly mistakes. Right. Now you're starting to make good, conscious, spiritual choices that's leading to life and peace. Correct. But we still make mistakes anyways. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Oh, no. That's, that's really <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. Mostly, mostly. Have you made a few? I've made a couple. I still make them <laughs> every day. But but it's that it's understanding that concept. right? So we have to understand who we are first. And if, if you understand, it's like, when I first like felt like I was called to preach uh, forever ago, I literally um, had the battle where I had the devil sitting on one shoulder and Caesar sitting on the other shoulder. Mm-hmm. And they were both pointing at the black spots on my heart, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. the devil's going, man, you can never do it. You can't do it. Look at look at, look, look at all that stuff you did. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. And I'm looking at it. I'm going, there's no way I can preach. Mm-hmm. Jesus is pointing at the same spots. He goes, I want you to work on them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not as loud. He's mm-hmm. going, those, those, you can turn those things, take them out of the detrimental volume and put them in the asset column if you do the right things with them. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that unless you recognize them, mm-hmm. right? So I've helped about 30 people quit crack or heroin since I got out of the drug alcohol world, mm-hmm. right? So I took that part of my life that was a detriment that Satan was pointing at going, look at you cannot do this because of what you've done, mm-hmm. and I turned it into an asset. Mm-hmm. And being relatable is what we're basically talking That's, about with evangelism. Yeah. It's like, you, you know, you have no idea, buddy, Mr. George Elliott, you high and mighty guy. You have no idea what I've been going through. Now, here comes George Elliott with a rebuttal saying, yeah, actually, I do because I was human. I am human and I do make mistakes right. and I have made mistakes. And this is how you can overcome. Right. Follow me as I follow Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. And one of one of my other favorite places, especially to take Christians to, is... Uh, I want to say it's Romans chapter 7, but that might not be right. I call, I call them the doo-doo verses. Oh, yeah. The, right? All you. So <laughs> if if I don't think a man could be any closer to God than when he is actually penning a book of the Bible. Right? So Paul is writing the book of Romans full of the Holy Spirit, and he writes not past tense, not future tense, present tense. Those things that I shouldn't do, those are the things I do do. The things that I should do, those are the things I don't do, right? So Paul, full of the Holy Ghost, is saying, right now, while I'm full of God, I'm doing stuff I shouldn't do, right? Now, God doesn't point those stuff out so that we'll just forget about it and and you abuse grace. He points those things out in our life so that we'll work on them, Mm -hmm. right? And we're not supposed to lift them up in other people's eyes, Right, but we can use them to help them. We can take them out of the detrimental column and put them in the asset column. Mm-hmm. Yeah, relying more on him than us because obviously the law keeps pointing back to us. His grace keeps pointing to him, which is obviously the things that we need. That is correct. 
So this has been an exciting little teaser. We're about, uh, I don't know, eight minutes into it. I'm going to leave this as a teaser, but you, you'll come back to the studio. We'll do this some more. You're going to make me. <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> and uh, for those that want to hear more, please stay tuned. You've been listening to Let's Talk with Michael Myers and our special guest, George Elliott. George, thanks for coming in the studio. Yes, sir. Do you want to uh, close out with anything on your mind or heart for anybody? Stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. More to come. Dun, dun, dun.